Spring is seeping slowly into the high Arctic, and here in Nunavut, in Canada's Arctic North, the changing of the seasons offers an opportunity to assess and address the challenges of life at the world's northern cap. And it's these issues that form the agenda of the Arctic Council, whose ministers meet every two years. The eight member states, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Russia, the United States and the hosts of this year's meeting, Canada, are tasked with plotting a path ahead for one of the world's most strategically significant regions. It is of great importance that we have an organisation for collaboration, for a peaceful, constructive collaboration in issues like climate change, and other environment issues, biodiversity, but also economic development. So that the meaning of inclusive growth and development is very important here. The Arctic Council, which was established in Ottawa in 1996, is often held up as an example of how an international diplomatic body should operate. It has a strong track record of resolving territorial disputes peacefully and dealing with the shifting Arctic landscape in all its forms through measured negotiation. This time around, however, things are different. The past two years have highlighted the challenges of doing business in the Arctic. The proposed northern shipping routes have not defrosted as deeply as first predicted, and several energy companies have tried and failed to tap into the energy reserves stored here, beaten back by the harsh conditions and deterred by the flux in the world's traditional energy sectors. And the crises enveloping other parts of the world are pushing at the Arctic Council's parameters too. Of course you can imagine when you have so many conflicts going on around the world that, uh, and many conflicts which are impacting many of the countries in the Arctic Council, it is of course difficult to keep these conflicts out and then keep the peaceful environment inside the negotiation room. None of us can afford a conflict here. The stakes are too high, the risks are too high. The stakes are high from the onward march of climate change to the welfare of the indigenous people who live in the Arctic North. We want to be partners. We want to be partners when it comes to the solutions as well. The Sami people is a people, uh, indigenous people of the Nordic states and uh, northwest Russia. We live in four countries. We, believe, we want to act as one people, even if we live in four different nation states. And of course, uh, the differences uh, and, and the borders itself, they hinder our cooperation. But we are now uh, a little bit disturbed about what's happening and how the big politics will affect our possibility to be one people. But the geopolitics surrounding the eight Arctic Council members has shifted dramatically in the two years since they met last. The crisis in eastern Ukraine has pitted those with a seat at the same table within the Arctic Council against each other elsewhere. And the diplomatic tensions simmering in other parts of the world are filtering into the Arctic too. Russia has deployed tens of thousands of military personnel into its stretch of the Arctic Sea over the past couple of weeks. What we are seeing is that the Russians are increasing their military presence, but that is mostly explained by the fact that their sea routes are opened uh, and natural resource exploitation will increase. There needs to be more of a Coast Guard rescue monitoring presence, which is of a military nature, but not necessarily militarization. 
I've discussed this with the Americans, uh, and they say that they are not concerned either because ex they don't want to see this as militarization because they are doing exactly the same sort of things in Alaska for exactly the same reasons. More traffic on Arctic waters also means that our search and rescue exercises and our efforts to prevent and to respond to oil spills. The United States will chair the Arctic Council for the next two years. And the question now is how the high diplomacy on display here in northern Canada will trickle down to those who call the Arctic home. I mean, I think the challenges are a very um, hard ones. So one has to be optimist. I, I'm hopeful. I think we all need to be dreaming, dreaming a little bit. Of course, over time, uh, and I'm sure uh, it, it will happen, but in stages, that's how the development takes place. As the delegates at this year's Arctic Council meeting of ministers leave Canada's high Arctic, and as the terrain here continues to shift, economically, politically and environmentally, it will require a nimble, flexible Arctic Council, strengthened by its record of cooperation, to meet the challenges ahead. For Monocle in Iqaluit, I'm Tomas Lewis.